Finally, the Fear of Missing Out podcast has come back to your audio waves. My name is Isaiah Colbert, and this is the Fear of Missing Out podcast, a show where I talk to superfans about popular or niche things and ask them what they like about them and where you, the listener, can get started. This week, I'm joined by the rest friends as we talk about all things pro wrestling. And that's the bottom line, because FOMO said so. All right, so lovely guests, would you care to introduce yourselves? Hi, my name is Edie. And my name is Teddy, and we are Rust Friends. Yes, we're your Rust friends, your wrestling friends, wrestling best friends, you know, combining the two words because you can never have too many wrestling friends. Mm -hmm. Exactly, exactly. And so last we spoke, it was, I think, a little bit over a year ago where I kind of wrote like a profile piece on you guys for the Chronicle. And uh, since then, you guys have been uh, sort of moving and shaking when it comes to your coverage of the wrestling industry. Um, And so uh, for for the uninitiated uh, or people who are just sort of in the nosebleed sections when it comes to uh, professional wrestling, uh, can you guys sort of explain or like give like a um, wrestling how to for dummies on what professional wrestling is? Oh, rest friend, go ahead. Oh my goodness. I don't know. Um, it's just uh, a bunch of people in a ring beating up each other and they all have different characters. They all have different, um, what's it called? They're all very different in the ring. Everyone wrestles differently. Um, there's the bad people who are the heels and there's the good people who are the baby faces. And as wrestling fans, I want to say there's different fans. There's fans that like both the ring work and the storylines. And then there's fans that only like the storylines or there's fans that are more fans of wrestlers in the ring, um, like what they could do in the ring. Um, yeah, that's what I could think of. I yeah. know how about you, Rashan? <laughs> I like to compare it to like when you go to the movies and you watch like a Marvel film, you're watching like all your favorite superheroes and each one has their own specialty, you know, and they all fight the bad guys and there's different villains and superheroes um, and there's a lot of different companies. So you don't have to just go and watch the Marvel movies. You can go and watch DC, you know, there's a little bit of everything for everyone. Um, it's like... If you want to watch wrestling, I feel like right now is the best time to watch it because there's so much out there to consume. Mm-hmm. And so um, you guys sort of talked about there like kind of being like a sort of um, box for everyone when it comes to those sorts of things. And I do agree that there is a, a ton of wrestling out there. So um, when it comes to like, I guess, a certain like wrestling um, promotions that you like that fit each box for each person, uh, which promotions would you say like sort of fit a certain box for people, whether it's like a work rate kind of a promotion or a gimmicky kind of one or um, just a storyline kind of one, which ones would you say are those that fits those boxes? I want to say that if you're, like for someone that wants to begin watching wrestling and they want to begin to start understanding, I feel like WWE is the perfect company to start off with because they introduce you to characters and also a lot of wrestlers that are actually very, very good in the ring as well. And then they have a lot of people outside of wrestling, like football players and music artists that come in and introduce everyone else to the wrestling world. So that's who I think would be perfect for beginners oh yeah definitely I totally agree with you I think you know when I was a kid that's the first wrestling that I was exposed to was WWE and it's still very like 
I don't want to say childish because it's not like the right word, but it does help you on on the beginner's level. And then you can go from WWE to I feel like expert level, which would be like New Japan. And that's like for the hardcore wrestling fan. Like once you get in there, you can start watching Japanese wrestling and that's a whole new level on itself. That's true. Mm -hmm. And so um, we sort of... uh talked about uh, where people could sort of um, start their wrestling journeys, but uh, let's talk about where, how you guys started your own wrestling journey. So what put you guys on wrestling? What was your kind of like impetus kind of a moment? Because I know um, personally for me, my moment was, I think it goes as far back as when I was like six. Uh, there was a like match that happened. It was The Rock and NWO. There was a whole thing that was happening there. I considered The Rock my dad because it's like <laughs> that guy on TV, that's my dad. So The Rock, in case you're listening, hey, uh, you can adopt a 24-year-old. We can work it out. Um, so anyway, sidetracked. Um, so he got beat up by the NWO. There was like some like, um, and there was like a tag team involving um, the likes of Hulk Hogan, Kevin Nash, Scott Hall. Uh, they put him in an ambulance, but they didn't end it there. They also ran over the ambulance with the semi truck. So I was like, oh, my dad got beat up in the semi truck. That's going to be one of my first memories. Um, so, um, yeah, that was my, I guess, my first wrestling kind of a memory. They're usually kind of like big, wild, like um, larger than life kind of moments. What was uh, your guys' like first like wrestling memory? For me, I was very little as well. I don't remember exactly how old I was, but I do remember the Hardy Boys and Edge and Christian more. Um, I saw this before, like, I remember when I was talking to, in the beginning of me and my husband dating, I was like, oh, yeah, I remember all of this. And he's like, oh, how about the Dudleys? And I'm like, uh, I don't remember them. And I want to say it's because as a kid, at least me, I was more into the Hardy Boys characters and into Edge and Christian's characters. Um, I just, and I had like a mini crush on Jeff Hardy, even though I was so little. So I want to say that's why I was tuning in and that's what I was into. Um, and then growing up a little more, I started to get into Shawn Michaels. And I would, I remember like I would go to bed listening to music. Like I would, I don't even remember how you would listen to music back then. Like want to get an MP3 player. And I would just picture myself walking um, down the ramp with Shawn Michaels behind me as my manager. Or the other way around, when Shawn Michaels was going to have a match, I would be his manager and I'd be like outside of the ring helping him. And yeah, that's how I started. For me, I can't really like, like the same was Teddy, like I can't pinpoint like that exact moment. I just know that I started watching it. And in one of those nights, there was a chairs match. Um, I don't really know what was happening, but I was like, they're fighting and they're going to use chairs. Like, that's crazy. Like someone's going to die. Like they can't be showing this on TV. Um, and I do remember, you know, one of the people that I would see a lot with Shawn Michaels and he was just like this character that was like so huge and he was so out there. And I'm like, wow, like everybody who's out here doing this is like fantastic. Like I want to be like them, you know? And then of mm -hmm. course, Trish and Lita would come out and I'm like, what? There's women on here. And that's like when I got it, I was like, I want to be like them. They're like real life Charlie's angels. Like, you know, and I've always wanted to be a Charlie's angel. So I'm just like, these women can kick ass. Like I'm going to stick to this. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I also wanted to ask you guys, um, what is uh, what is the reason why you guys love professional wrestling? Because I know for me, um, again, to sort of introduce it uh, for me, I love the fact that, because um, a lot of people will say like, oh, it's fake. And they'll just kind of like, they'll be the beginning of the ending of the conversation there. But I kind of like it because it's one, it's not fake because they do have to go through a lot of the stunts that they do and they have to be like tip top shape to do it. Um, but I like the uh, way that they can just make really absurd kind of like storylines or like it's basically like uh, you can describe professional wrestling as like a soap opera or like redneck anime, I guess, as I've heard it being <laughs> described as that. 
So like, there's a lot of crazy stuff that goes on. It's either like really, really athletic. There's like the, they have their own theme songs. There's like pyro and all that involved with it. So they, it's a lot of theatrics. Um, but I like that the storylines they kind of go through with it. I, I can always kind of appreciate that aspect of it. So what do you guys, the rest friends, what do you guys love about professional wrestling? Oh, okay. I'll go first on this one. Um, <laughs> I, I just like that there's like so many characters and you can find which one that you like. Um, I know for me, like I connected a lot to like Nikki Bella because I'm like, oh my God, there's someone who kind of looks like I do. You know, I've never seen anyone, you know, um, that can kind of, you know, represent me and who's also, you know, Hispanic. And it's just like, oh man, you, you find that one person that kind of represents you and you get so invested, like you said, into this soap opera. I like to call them like the novelas. You just get so invested because crazy things happen. You know, it's just like out of the blue that we can be having weddings and next week there's divorces and they're not real, real, like what's happening because some people's business is actually put into the storyline. So that's also like some good tea that you're just like, oh man, I know what's happening. And you just get so invested in like, you know, your favorite people. One of my favorite people is John Cena. And that man I've been watching since I was a kid and following his career to where he is now. It's just like, if you didn't, love professional wrestling like you wouldn't keep coming back each week and even there's some days where you watch it and you're just like it's not the best this week but you you're still there next week because you're just like oh man I'm here I'm ready for it again like let's go um I, I just think that there's something for everybody and um I think that's why I love wrestling so much for me I want to say I've always loved wrestling right but I think the day that I went to my first show which was uh Monday Night Raw I feel like my love grew because you get to connect with these people that you've been watching on TV for so long. Mm -hmm. And then after I went to my first row, I started to go to more shows with, for WWE. And the closer you are, the more you get to interact with these people. They see you clapping, they hear you cheering. And I feel like it's so different from like, let's say a basketball fan that can go to all these games, right? Like us here in Chicago, if you're a Bulls fan, you're um, pre-pandemic, you're able to go to all the shows, that, I mean, all the games that they had here, right? But can you really interact with the players on the court? No, because they were very focused on, you know, they're very focused on the game. And for wrestling, they need you to be loud. They need you to cheer for them or boo them. And then you get to meet them. You get the opportunity to meet some of your favorites. And they remind you that they're also human. And that they're just like us. So having that interaction with them in the ring and outside of the ring meeting, like their actual persona, I think that's why I love it so much. Um, like being getting the opportunity to meet the Young Bucks, who are two of my favorites, meeting them and seeing how nice and genuine they are made me love them even more. And I tune in every Wednesday to see the Young Bucks on AEW. Mm -hmm. And I'll try not to get too kind of insider baseball or the wrestling term like deep sort of kayfabe when it comes to things. But um, I know that uh, an aspect of wrestling, like there's kind of like ins and outs and there's like certain roles that people have to do. And like some super fans or marks as they're sort of called are kind of aware of that kind of like line that sort of is drawn there. So um, can you guys sort of describe for um, the people um, what is kind of like the makeup for like a kind of like a traditional kind of a wrestling show? Like what are the kind of the roles and what do the performers kind of do? Because I know that we mentioned like uh, baby faces and heels. So can you kind of go a little bit more into depth and describe what that is? 
Yeah. So you have like, you know, the baby faces who of course are like the superheroes, I would say. And then um, you have the heels, which are the villains of the show. And of course, the most important person is the fans, because at the end of the day, like they're the consumers and they're what's watching it. They're, you know, they decide who boos who to boo, who to cheer. And the refs are super important in wrestling. A lot of people don't realize this, but the ref is like the moderator of the show. Like they keep everything set, you know, they're following the rules, making sure that everyone is okay at the end of the day. Like the wrestlers have to make sure that, you know, when they're doing moves, they have to watch out for each other. But the ref is there, like first line of defense. And a huge part of wrestling that I didn't realize until I went to a live show is commentary. So you have people on the sideline who are kind of giving you the play-by-plays of what's happening in the match. And when I went to my first show, I was surprised that I couldn't hear the commentary like I could on television. I was sitting there waiting for somebody to tell me what was happening. And I'm like, oh, wow, this is only on TV. I'm playing myself. Like (laughs) I was waiting for something (laughs) to happen and nothing ever did. (laughs) I would, I, the only thing I would add to that, because yeah, I'm with, with my best friend Edie, one thing I would add to that is um, mic skills. People that can't, people that are great at promos. You have, like, you know, you mentioned earlier, as you mentioned The Rock. He is one of the best wrestlers on the mic. And that is very important in wrestling. Well, when it comes to WWE, mm-hmm. I wouldn't say that's important in every promotion, but in the WWE, you have to be good on the mic. Otherwise, you can tell that they don't really get as much, I mean, many opportunities as everyone else that is good on the mic. Um, But yeah, that's the only thing I would add to that. Mm -hmm. And so we've talked about um, the performers and we've talked about kind of like the production side of it. And we've kind of hinted a bit at the fans. So I want to ask you guys, um, what are the fans like? What are the kind of like the pro wrestling fans are like? Because I know that um, it can be like with anything. Uh, you either run into a fan and it's the best thing in the world or you run into a fan and it kind of is the not so great kind of experience. So what are kind of like generally what are wrestling fans kind of like? Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's a hard one. Because <laughs> can I say bad things about people or not? No, there are so many great wrestling fans. We have made so many friends in, in this, um, what do you call it? community industry community there you go we have made so many friends in this community there are so many great people um wrestling fans that um are just nice and they also love the product just as much as you or even more Mm -hmm. um but then you have some people that are not the greatest you'll go to shows and some people are very rude um some people go to shows just to drink and like i guess have fun but they're not really fans um, and then you have some fans that are know-it-alls, which are the ones that I hate. <laughs> <laughs> I hate when we talk about wrestling and then you have know-it-alls sending us messages or mentioning us on Twitter, telling us, no, you're wrong, or your opinion, there's your opinion that, um, I think there's a little bit of everything, to be honest, but more than anything, one of the reasons I do love this community is because of other fans. Yeah. I want to say it's, yeah, it's definitely not everybody, but it's like every, Every sport that has like their super mega fan who is like on the verge of gatekeeping, like, oh, you can't like basketball because you don't know what happened in 1980 something like, okay, why should I know that? Like, if I'm a fan, I'm a fan and like I shouldn't have to like explain myself to you. Um, But Teddy and I like see this in the industry a lot, like as women that we have to kind of like 
prove that we know enough of wrestling to be considered wrestling fans. And um, that's terrible. I feel like we should be including everybody and not trying to gatekeep wrestling because at the end of the day, like it's more people loving the sport. Um, and that's kind of like what like the crazy marks are. But um, I feel like wrestling fans in general, like we all love wrestling and it's we try to consume as much of it as possible. And there's a lot. So it does get it drains you at the end of the week that you've watched so much wrestling. Um, But I think, you know, as long as you're not like a crazy, crazy Mark, the person who's stalking the wrestlers at the airport, I feel like you're okay, (laughs) you know. Mm -hmm. And so um, since we were kind of talking about the fans, like as a fan myself, um, I always kind of run into that moment. And I want to ask, I wonder if you guys do run into that moment too, where you kind of uh, have moments where you're like, I'm really all about pro wrestling. And you have moments where like, "Ah, I'm not really feeling it now. I'll come back when something's good. They really let me down that time. I'll I'll find something else to watch. So um, kind of like an Al Pacino and like Godfather part three, like, oh, just when you think you're out, like you get pulled back in. So um, what were like, did you guys ever have some moments where you're just like, I'm not really feeling this with wrestling and like what kind of pulled you guys back in? All the time. (laughs) Oh my goodness. It happens to me all the time. Um, I have moments where I don't really want anything to do with it. Like I'll watch, usually the way that me and Edie work right now is that she'll watch NXT Wednesday nights and I'll watch Dynamite Wednesday nights. And sometimes I don't even want to just watch Dynamite. And then my husband will be like, okay, we got to watch Dynamite. Or he'll start asking me questions like, did you hear about what happened to Lala or what happened to Lala? I'm like, I want to talk about it. I just don't want to talk about it. But then, I don't know. I feel like it's just um, probably just because of my mental health. I don't know. But I end up just coming back like nothing. Sometimes nothing has to happen for me to be invested again. Um, uh, but yeah. How about you, Richard? For me, I feel like there hasn't been like a moment where I can say like, oh, I'm not going to watch this. I feel like I just get a little tired of watching it all, you know, because you have uh, you have it on Mondays, you have it on on Tuesdays, on Wednesday, on, on Friday. And that's only if you watch like the basic wrestling, you know, if you mm-hmm. go out and watch, you know, Ring of Honor, New Japan, like that's so many more hours that you're consuming. And sometimes I'm just like, oh, I really don't want to watch SmackDown. Like I've been watching like WandaVisions on Friday nights. Mm. So I'm just like, you know what? <laughs> Let me just watch WandaVision instead of SmackDown. I'll just, mm. I'll catch up or I'll watch it on YouTube or something. If something crazy happens, I know I'll find out on Twitter because Twitter loves to let you know what happened in wrestling. Um, but uh, there has been like maybe some hesitation towards AEW because right now they're not having a lot of women's matches. And I was kind of hoping that I would be able to get more women's matches, but NXT is the same night and I do get more women's matches there. So I just, I choose to watch NXT. Um, But that's just like my preference, you know, but I will catch up on AEW later. Mm -hmm. And it's like also like a lot of it's like three hours of like time commitment a night for some of these shows too. So it's uh, it's a lot of a commitment to like sort of invest in it if you don't just like either watch the botchamania sort of like highlights of like, (laughs) here's where the wrestlers might have slipped up or like there might have been a mistake. And then uh, Matthew will just sort of compile it for people Mm -hmm. to sort of watch. So um, one thing I kind of want to do, because I know that when I uh, interviewed you guys for the Chronicle, um, I kind of did like a bit of a speed round kind of a thing with you guys to sort of go over like who your favorite wrestler is and so on and so forth. So I wanted to sort of redo that here with you guys. So um, who is your all-time favorite heel? We're starting with heels now. Who is your all-time favorite heel in pro wrestling and why? Ooh. For me, I'm going to say Edge. 
And that's mm-hmm. just because he was so like dominant in my childhood growing up. Like I remember he had feuds with Randy Orton. He had feuds with John Cena. And I'm just like remembering, I hated Edge growing up. I was like, oh my God, like I cannot stand him. Um, and he's kind of giving me those vibes now too, you know, going into WrestleMania. And oh man, I, I love to hate him. You know, he's such a bad guy. He's like rated our superstar forever. Um, and he's just always going to be in my head. That's one of my favorite heels. I'm going to go with Edge as well. I'm trying to re- I'm trying to think of like all time mm-hmm. and all time favorite heel definitely has to be Edge as well. I grew up loving that man so much. So it's only right I say Edge. Mm-mm. I also, it's going to be across the board Edge. Yeah, Edge is also <laughs> my, my favorite heel as well. Like as soon as like I think of like heel, like he was doing all the stuff like the um, um, money in the bank cash in was like historic. Yeah. There was like a one point where there was like a live sex celebration. It was like he was yes. doing a lot of crazy stuff. And I'm like, yeah. is he really getting away with this? And yeah, mm-hmm. ultimate opportunist. He was he was really just in his bag doing stuff. Yeah. All right, uh, favorite baby face of all time. Um, oh. even though he was getting booed, I'm gonna say John Cena because mm-hmm. <laughs> because he just represents the company so well. Like you cannot say that John Cena hasn't like put WWE on the map. Um, because he's like a household name now, you know? And I, I just loved him so much growing up. I love him so much now. He's He just like can do no wrong in my eyes. So I'm going to go with John Cena. I am going to go with someone a little more up to date. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to say Cody Rhodes. I can't believe you called because... John Cena old. <laughs> <laughs> I really did. He's like, I'm going to up to date. Um, okay, Russ, I've been in a Cody. I've been in a Cody Rhodes high for a while now. And... I think it's only right to just say him because I have moments where I really, not to be mean, but I really don't care to really see him, um, what he's doing on Dynamite, you know yeah. what I mean? Um, but then I do love that man so much. He is very great on the mic as well. He's one of the, every single time I've been to an AEW show or even when I went to All In, his promos make me emotional. I get so emotional. Yeah. So I want to say Cody Rhodes, if he's considered a baby face, which I would kind of consider him a baby face, he's my favorite. Mm. I'm gonna I'm gonna go for a, a bit of a dark horse here. She's veering. She's being kind of underappreciated currently. She's kind of been underappreciated since she's got her call up. I'm gonna go with Oscar. I like Oscar okay. because she's like. She was, in, especially in NXT, I'm gonna refer to a lot of my stuff from NXT her time there, where she's kind of just like a tour de force, where like she was like a force of nature, where she just wants competition. And it, she like walked the line between being a baby face and a heel because she was just very brutal in the ring. But she's just like, as long as I'm like, if you can bring it, you can bring it. Are you ready? Let's go. So, yeah, I'm going to say Oscar for that one for baby face. Um, very captivating. Um, on um, another question I'm going to ask, uh, favorite, either favorite heel turn or favorite face turn that you've uh, seen in professional wrestling? Mm, oh, my God, that's a hard one. These are good mm-hmm. questions. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a journalist. Yeah. I, oh my I'm God. How do you, how do, you do it? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's off the top. I'm going to, I'm going to go with someone who recently kind of went heelish, um, not too long ago, but I feel like right now they're baby faces. I'm going to go with the young bucks, uh, just because they really loved when they were heels, um, in the bullet club back in New Japan. And then they came to AEW and they kind of started off as like baby faces with the elite, um, they were just being nice guys, I guess. And then when we started getting a little hint of them becoming heels, I was getting very excited. Like, I love heel young bucks. They're such little jerks. Um, so those are my favorite. 
Oh, um, I'm going to go with, I don't know if she, if she can be considered like a heel because I feel like people still liked her. I'm going to say Becky um, when she turned on Charlotte. I think it was SummerSlam. It might have been something else. But she just elevated her character from there. I was like, oh, my goodness. Like people have never been behind someone so much. And I just loved her. I remember her promo with Edge when she was like, get out of my ring and don't hurt your mm-hmm. neck on the way out. <gasps> I, my breath was taken away. I couldn't do it. <laughs> I was like, Becky, I cannot believe you said that. Um, but it totally fit her character and I was here for it. Mm-mm. I'm going to go with another one that's also kind of recent because I know that he's gotten a lot of flack for his uh, baby face sort of like um, portrayal in WWE. But I'm going to say uh, Roman Reigns' his heel turn is, I think, the best thing that's going right now. Yeah. Um, I guess to give a little bit of background, he was kind of promoted to be like the next big thing after John Cena. The crowd wasn't really getting behind him. And uh, he returned um, and he turned heel and it was just like a whole thing. He's kind of like a mafioso, kind of like I'm the head of the table. Like you got to do this for the family type of thing. Like I need to be the top guy because you need me to be the top guy. So it's very captivating. He does. He like switched from being like a really, because he's a really sweet guy in like real life, but he like flipped the switch to be like, I am just that guy in the ring. So I think that that is my favorite uh, heel turn. Yeah, that's a good Um, one. So yeah, um, we kind of pseudo did like a whole bunch of recommendations for like people <laughs> and matches to watch for people who want to decide to get into wrestling. But um, I know that it's still a lot of like a, a lot of time commitment to kind of just jump into wrestling. So I wanted to uh, get you guys sort of give like an elevator pitch on like what's something that's currently happening right now. What's like a person who's currently in like the wrestling business that you guys want to like sort of give like an elevator pitch to, to say, check this person out. If you don't like it, then maybe you should sort of consider like taking some time and deciding whether you want to get into pro wrestling or not. So who would be that person for you guys or that thing that you want to sort of like recommend to people to sort of look at? I would say um, if you're looking for a badass chick, definitely check out Shotzi Blackheart. She's on NXT right now. And I feel like she's just a star. She's a future champ. Um, I can't wait till she gets on the main roster. She comes out in this crazy tank in this war hat. She's got green hair. Like you can tell that she's not a lady to mess with. So I would definitely recommend her. And uh, Damian Priest, I know that he just got called up to um, Monday Night Raw and he's going to be doing great things too. So I feel like those are two people that if you are interested, they're specifically WWE, but I feel like they're good people to watch out for. I mean, I wish this would be the perfect time to like talk about someone in the independent scene, but I haven't gone to an (laughs) indie shop course because of COVID in a very long time. And I haven't been keeping up with like GCW or anything like that. But um, I'm going to go ahead and go with Diana Perotto, who's Mm -hmm. in Impact. Uh, I think she is the perfect example of a great women's wrestler. She's a champ right now. She's a knockouts champ. And she, man, she's great in the ring. Her character is great. She, if you go, you can go on YouTube and find so much of this woman because she was in the independency for so long. And I think that's the perfect per- person to look into if, you, if you're a beginner and you want to start watching wrestling or even if you've been watching wrestling but you're not very familiar with her. Um, she's someone that deserves to be on top one day because she is, she has star quality. Mm. 
And I guess my recommendation would be just in general, if you guys want to see like a really good work rate kind of company, again, we've sort of sung praises for it. Dave Meltzer of like wrestling journalists will sing praises of it with like his five star sort of like qualifications <laughs> for matches. Anything New Japan Pro Wrestling is kind of your like go to for like big work rate matches. They'll have matches that'll go on for like 30 minutes sometimes or like this really long matches that each performer is sort of giving it their all on it. So I highly recommend that um, when it comes to people. I'm going to recommend some gimmick kind of wrestlers. Um, so there's this guy in ADW called Orange Cassidy. His whole gimmick is that, you know, he can really be he very low energy when it comes to like, you know, his demeanor. He can just give you a really limp like thumbs up if anything's going down. But when he's in the ring and he's motivated to carry, he is the most athletic person you'll ever see do it. Um, another person I'd recommend, um, she kind of had a little bit of a limelight. I was very disappointed, very vocally disappointed on Twitter um, about like her standings in the AEW um, women's sort of tournament qualifiers. Uh, Maki Ito, her story is very interesting. She is, used to actually be a pop idol. Uh, she wasn't very popular. She joined pro wrestling and like she sort of like mixes her pop idol routines with her wrestling. But the sort of catch is that she's very brash. She's got like a dirty mouth. She like tweet really foul things on Twitter and like, <laughs> call people simps on Twitter and things like that who are fans. But um, she's very infatuated with herself, but, um, and she wants to be known as like the cutest wrestler in the world. Um, but like more than that, like she also like cares more about like people recognizing her. So she'll actually improve in matches and she'll like just not get really upset if she loses. She just wants to improve. So that's someone I would recommend. That's so yeah. Um, too, yeah. Yeah. So um, what are some things so we mentioned some highs and some lows, but for someone who was just like who was willing to make the pledge and make the jump into pro wrestling, uh, what are some things that you would um, sort of like caution people about, whether it's good or bad for pro wrestling? What do people uh, sort of have to expect when they jump in? It's definitely um, very outside the box if you're experiencing it for the first time. Um you just have to go in with an open mind, honestly. So um, make sure that you don't stress about things too much because you could be watching one show one week and then they completely change it up the next week. So they go off of what happens on, on social media and like what the fans want. So yeah, just go into it with an open mind. And I feel like just enjoy it because a lot of people go in wanting to criticize it right away. And I feel like that's just not how you, you know, you should do it. Yeah, I'm, I'm with Edie on that. I think it's like, like Edie mentioned earlier, one week they'll have a marriage and the next week that same per- the same couple that got married on TV is going to have a divorce or they're completely going to not really forget but just push it aside and there's never going to be anything about them anymore, you know, in regards of the marriage. And then if you're watching a show that's like, you know, most shows are two hours long. In the first hour you'll have regular matches and in the second hour you'll have a match where there's blood. So don't get scared. Sometimes the blood is fake. Sometimes the blood is real. Um, I think the great thing about pro wrestling and, you know, all these promotions now is that there's a little bit of everything for everyone. If you want to see something hardcore, you know, there's promotions that have hardcore wrestling and, you know, there's death matches. If you want to see something a little more like you're watching a TV soap, soap opera or a TV series, and, you know, there's like WWE. There's literally a little bit of everything for everyone or a lot of everything for everyone. Um, Yeah. Yeah, definitely. There's even matches where people wrestle like dolls or um, magazines or even right. rooms. Like yeah. there's literally wrestling for everything. Even like they'll have matches where there's Legos involved sometimes. It's crazy. I've watched uh, an Invisible Man match and it's literally just the ref and two invisible people. How? But it was entertaining. Yeah. Like I was watching. I was like, okay. 
Oh, yeah. I'd say that has been a podcast. Uh, feel free to, again, this is a part of the show where I'll open it up to you guys. Uh, let the people know where they can find you on the interwebs and continue the conversation with you. Uh, feel free to plug your channel, any projects you're working on. So, yeah, feel free to go ahead. We are on Twitter and on Instagram uh, at Rust Friends. We're also on YouTube. Go watch our YouTube videos at Rust Friends. Facebook at Rust Friends. And we also have a podcast. Um, called um, the Rest Friends Podcast. It? The Rest Friends yes. Podcast. I was going to say we are Rest Friends. I'm like, wait, that does not sound right. <laughs> well, I don't even know my own product. Um, the Rest Friends Podcast on any podcast platform that you use, iTunes, Spotify, we're everywhere. Um, yeah, that's all we have, right? Yeah. Oh, and we have merch, actually. <laughs> we actually have merch too. So if you go to our Instagram and our Twitter and our bios, we have our links there where you can just find us anywhere. All right. Well, that has been a podcast. Now you guys know more than zero about pro wrestling. And I will bid you a goodbye and good night bang. See you guys next time. Bye.